Hey friends, this is Josh Blair, and I'm the pastor of Central Valley Church, and this is our podcast. My prayer for you today is that the message you hear will encourage you and inspire you to walk closer with Jesus this week. So we we are in this series on resolutions, and over the last couple of weeks, we've been looking at ways that we can honor God in 2020, and we've been doing that through what we call the four T's, and the first week we looked at the first T of temple. The Bible says our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit, and so we actually kicked off a fast to honor God with our bodies, and we've been doing a prayer and fasting, and we're entering into our third week of prayer and fasting, and I pray that that has been a blessing to you, that you've begun to feel the presence of God moving in your heart and life, and even potentially your body is feeling better as well as you honor God by guarding what you eat and what you put into your bodies, and I know that God is speaking to me, and I know that he's speaking to some of you as well. Last week, we talked about honoring God with our time, and the Bible speaks quite a bit about what we do with our time, and most of life, our time is spent working, and so God, we talked about what we do with our time when we're working, what we do with our time when we're not working, and looking at a day of rest called the Sabbath and honoring God with a day of rest, and uh, hopefully some of you have tried that. Who, who tried it this week? Took a day of rest? Fantastic. How many of you are going to start today? Come on, and, and everybody else who didn't raise your hand, I just want you to be like, yep, I was planning to do it today, Pastor, so that I can know there was something in the Word that touched your heart. Uh, so, so we looked at, looked at Sabbath, and I pray that you're, you're, you're checking that out. And today, we're looking at the third T of the four, and we're talking about talent. We're looking at our talent that God has given to us. And so, uh, because of the alliteration, I'm using T to, to tie the words together, time, temple, talent. I'm really going to be speak, speaking on the giftings that God has given us. Because sometimes when I think of talent, I think of um, like professional athletes. I think of like professional singers, songwriters, musicians, actors. And you, typically the people that we see that society really honors and says, hey, they've got something going on. And I think of talent that way. But even if you're thinking of that, you've seen people who, who are at that skill level or at that level in our society who still will honor God with their talents, Right? You've, you've seen a football player score a touchdown, take a knee in prayer or point to heaven, saying, thank you, God, right, for my gifts. We used to see a lot more musicians and actors, when they would receive an award, they would say, I want to thank, thank God for this. I mean, that's kind of going down a little bit in society. We used to see, even in the sciences and doctors, as, as development progressed in the medical field, they would say, God, thank God, the way he, our creator, the one who created these things for us to figure it out. And so we see people who have talent, give thanks to God and honor God with those things. And um, I think it's because people understand that their gifts and their talents come from God. Would you agree? What you have, your abilities, your talents, your giftings, are not your own. They're something that God has bestowed upon you. God has given them to you. How many of you have watched the show America's Got Talent? Three people, four people. When I ask questions, I am looking for a response. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Please help me, out. help me out, or else I'm just up here by myself. So some of you have watched the show, right? So when I began to tell Faith about speaking about talent, she was like, like, America's Got Talent? And I was like, yes, exactly. That's what I'll be preaching, America's Got Talent on Sunday. We have talent in America, right? No, but. But I was thinking about America's Got Talent because she began to, to talk about it, and, and it, it uh, reminded me. So there's this, have you ever seen the show, if you've seen it, People come up on the stage with various gifts and talents, right? They can sing. They can juggle. Some of them think they have a talent that's all their own that no one else wants to see. 
Like this guy thought he was going to be like a world-class belcher. And um, nobody wants to hear that, right? So like, congratulations, you can burp the alphabet. No one cares, right? But so, so he thought he had a talent, and they're like, no, you don't. So there, there's four judges up there, and they're judging to see if this person is going to be good enough to sustain a show for a period of time that people are going to want to come and see. And they're judging them. There's four judges that are sitting there saying, do you have what it takes or not? And Faith began to ask me, she's like, is that what you're talking about? And not really. Although I'm going to be talking about a little bit of the talent maybe that is expressed there, like singers. And when you think about talent in the church, typically you think of preaching, teaching, and singing. That's, that's partially because that's really all that we highlight on a Sunday. But there's so much more talent and giftings that God has given us in the church for a reason. And so I'm going to ask a couple of questions this morning that I want us to answer together. And the, the first one is, how are we honoring God with our talents, even if we aren't on a big stage or in the limelight? Maybe you think, you know, I would honor, you know, I have certain gifts, but, you know, I don't really know how to honor God with those things. And no one's giving me awards for how well I mow the lawn or how, how good of a meal I cooked or, or the haircut that I gave. No one's giving me awards for how good I kept those numbers and kept that church out of debt, right? Nobody is thinking about that per se. But how, So if you don't have a big stage or you're not in the limelight, what does it look like to honor God with your talent? And the second question that I want us to answer today is, is it enough to just say thank you to God with your words for your talent? Or is there something more that you can do to honor God than just mere words? Do your actions matter with what you do with the gifts and the talents that God has given to you? So we're going to go to God's Word this morning. If you have your Bibles, please turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. If you have an iPhone or a smart device and you have Version Bible app or some other type of Bible app that you can get into, open that up right now. If you'd like to follow along with notes, you can look at the Version Bible app, click on, click on More and then Events. And you'll see Central Valley Church there, and you can follow along with the verses that we have and the notes and questions to follow after that. So as you do that, let me pray for us this morning. Lord, we love you. We thank you, God, for your word, Lord. We honor your word this morning, and we honor your name. And we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would come and speak to us, your people. We've come here to receive a word from you. We've come to encounter you today, Lord. This is not just another Sunday. This is just not another routine thing that we do. We believe that the living God, the spirit of the living God is here in our midst this morning. And we ask God that you would open up our hearts to receive and our ears to hear what you have for us today. We love you, Lord. And we give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, before I begin to speak about this passage of scripture, I want to make clear that Paul, who is the author of of this passage, he wrote uh, to the Corinth church, And in chapter 12, he is speaking specifically about spiritual gifts, gifts that that the Holy Spirit has given believers. But I want to make a note that I believe all gifts uh, are from God. Do Do you agree with that? All gifts. James tells us that every good and perfect gift comes from our Father in heaven, the Father of light. So whatever gift, so even though Paul is talking about spiritual gifts, we can also talk about the physical attributes and physical abilities and gifts that we have in our bodies that we can use for God's glory. Amen? So I want to be clear about that because, yes, he's speaking about the spiritual gifts given to us, but I I believe that God wants us to know that every gift, everything about our lives can sing His glory, can demonstrate 
how wonderful and how powerful he is. And I want to encourage somebody today that if you have a talent or a gift in anything, it is from the Lord and can be used for his kingdom. And, you know, maybe you're sitting there and saying, how do I know if I'm gifted in something? Have you ever done something and as you're doing it, someone's like, I don't know how you do that. I could not, I could, I don't know how you make this food so good. I don't know how you cut the hair so great. I don't know how you balance those books. I don't know how you sing so well. I don't know those pictures. How do you take such good pictures? How do you do such great woodwork? Like, I could never do that. If someone's ever said that to you, then you're probably gifted in that. You probably have some type of talent in that. How do you keep those bees so good? How do you do it so well? Those bees seem to adore you. Yes, I am gifted as a beekeeper, right? So you have a gift that God can use to bless others and bless his kingdom. So let's read chapter 12, starting in verse 7. A spiritual gift is given to each of us. Now I'm going to stop. A spiritual gift is given to each of us. Who is us? Believers. If you are a follower of Christ, this us includes you. And Paul says, a spiritual gift is given to each of us. That is us. By who? By the Spirit of the living God. By the Holy Spirit. He desires to give a gift to you this day. Today, the Holy Spirit has gifted you with something or has a gift waiting for you to receive it. I believe that. You know, we are a Pentecostal church. We are a Pentecostal people. We are charismatic people. We believe that the Spirit of God is still working today, just like He worked over 2,000 years ago when the church first started. We believe that healing still happened. The dead can still be raised. We believe that demons can still get cast out. Eyes can still be open. Ears can be open. We believe that God can do anything. Amen? We are a people who believe that God has not stopped. And so we believe that as a people who believe that God is still giving his gifts, we believe that as we encounter the Holy Spirit, he desires to fill us with his spirit to give us good gifts. We believe it. And this is what we call the baptism of the Holy Spirit, where the Holy Spirit comes upon us, fills us, and we submit to his way, and we have evidence of him working in our lives. Now, if you're a believer, you've given your heart to Jesus, then, then at that point, the Holy Spirit has entered you. The Holy Spirit is already working on you, making you a new creation, making you more like Christ, changing your desires and changing your heart. But there, at the same time, while he's doing that, he also desires to give you gifts to express what he's doing in your life and so that he can move in you more fully and more freely. This is what we believe that God is doing and continues to do in the body of Christ. The Holy Spirit comes upon us and we call it the spirit of uh, baptism, the Holy Spirit baptism. And a lot of times we believe, that, we believe that it is evidenced by speaking in a new tongue, in a new language, maybe a language you don't understand or know. But there's an evidence of the Holy Spirit working inside of you and transforming you from the inside out. This is, a, this is the gifts that Paul is writing about in this passage of Scripture, a, a spiritual gift that the Holy Spirit gives, not just to some, not just to the elite, not just those who are hyper-spiritual or sensitive to the Spirit, but it says to each of us, to each of us. Who does that include? It includes you. The Holy Spirit has a gift for you today. He wants to give you something that will cause you to grow more fully and deeper in the ways of God. So not only were we given physical attributes and talents and gifts at birth, but 
You have spiritual gifts and talents waiting for you to receive them by the Holy Spirit because of your new birth in Christ. And why does the Holy Spirit give these gifts to us? We'll keep reading. In verse 7, it says this, so that we can help each other. So that we can help each other. Not so that we can tout that we have a certain spiritual gift and so that we can elevate ourselves above other, above other Christians. No, it's a gift to serve, not a gift to be served. Why did Jesus come? To serve, not to be served. So if you carry his spirit, you carry his likeness, you serve rather than wait to be served. This is what Paul says. Each of us has been given a gift so that we can help each other. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. Verse 8 says this. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice or the spirit of wisdom. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. This is knowledge that I couldn't or wouldn't know without the Spirit speaking to me. Then that the same Spirit gives great faith to another and to someone else, the one Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether the message is from the Spirit of God or another spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages or speaking in tongues, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. We believe this. We believe that the Holy Spirit has gifts for you today. And it is a good gift because the Father is a, a, a good Father who gives good gifts to His children. He's not going to give you something that is going to destroy you, torment you, or cause you to look like a fool. He's going to give you something that's going to build you up, encourage you, strengthen you, and help you run this race and bring others along with you. He, that's the kind of gift that He wants to give to you today. And maybe you've experienced others who have misused these gifts and made the gifts about them rather than about serving others. And it turned you off to these gifts. But these gifts come from a good father who has good things for his children. And the Holy Spirit wants to fill you with these gifts today. He wants you to encounter his good gifts. So this passage of scripture, speaking of spiritual gifts and also our physical talents and abilities, it answers the first question that I asked this morning. How do we honor God with our gifts and our talents? The answer is that we use them to serve others. We use them to serve others. Whatever gift you've been given, whether it's a physical talent, spiritual gift, or ability, it was never given to you for your sole benefit. It was never given to you to hoard it for yourself, to make yourself more wealthy or to make yourself look better. It was always given so that you could give it away. It was always given so that you could encourage and help and build up and strengthen other believers and other people who are far from God to draw them close to God. It's the reason why the Holy Spirit still moves in us today. It's the reason why we see miracles today, because he's drawing people's hearts to him. It's the reason why we hear words of knowledge or prophecy that speak to people who are far from God and say, hey, I believe God's saying this and this and this to you, and it opens someone's heart to receive him and say, how else would you know that unless God revealed it to you? There is something that God is doing, and he still does, to draw people, because God's heart is the lost. He wants all to be saved and know his son Jesus. And so he gives us good gifts to be a people who are light in dark places. He gives you physical talents, abilities, and spiritual talents and abilities not to puff yourself up, but to bless others. It is very common and clear to know that we are blessed to what? Be a blessing. We are not blessed to be hoarders of a blessing. We are blessed to give a blessing away, to minister to others. It is about others. When you come to Christ, it's not about you. It's about Him, 
and his heart for others. This is what selflessness looks like. This is what selflessness looks like. We are here because someone invited us here, because the Spirit of God drew us. Someone else was more concerned with us than we were about our own state. Because if we were truly concerned about the state of where our lives were, we would have ran to Jesus on our own because sin was tearing us up inside. Do you agree? But because someone cared about you and cared about your heart and says, would you come to church with me because I care more about you than you being offended by me inviting you to church. I care more about your, your heart and your soul than I care about my social status, about what you think about me at work or if other people are going to talk bad about me because I'm a Christian who follows Jesus. I care more about others than I care about myself. And this is why the, the Spirit of the living God indwells in us and gifts us to help us. And can I tell you, when you live out that, there is no greater high than witnessing to others or sharing the, God, the gospel of, of Jesus Christ with other people or sharing the love of Jesus with somebody else. You'll get addicted to sharing your faith. And the Holy Spirit is wanting to work in you and cause you to have a heart that's after God's heart. Amen? I want my desire to look like God's desire. Not my own desires. Every time I lived after and ran after my own desire, I messed up. But every time I ran after heart, God's heart and God's desire, I saw God's glory more fully. And I believe that God wants to use every single one of us. Why? Because it says to each has been given a gift. To each has been given. You are not outcast and said, God said, all of you but this one know. No, he says to each. You are in the family and God has given you a gift today. God is working in us to bless others. I don't know about you, but I've seen people gifted and talented physically and spiritually and they make their gifts more about them than others. I think about pro basketball players who are tremendous athletes, but they can't win a ring because they make the game about them when it's a team sport, right? LeBron James has always said, he's better than Michael Jordan. Well, Jordan's got six rings. LeBron's only got three. Why? Because LeBron was about LeBron a lot of the time. And Jordan had Pippen. Come on, somebody. Man, it's a good team they had. So, you know, Kobe had Shaq. Kobe's got five rings. Am I right? Where's Chris? Is that right? Come on, somebody. <laughs> when you make it about others, we all win. When we make it about ourselves, we can lose. When we make our, our gifts and our talents about us, then we push people away. You've seen people abuse, abuse spiritual gifts. Have you seen that before? And it, it's a turnoff. You know, Jesus was the most spirit-filled person on earth, right? He was God and man 100%, 100% combined. There could be no one greater spiritually filled than Jesus. And yet, it says that children loved him and ran to him. When you see somebody who is abusing the spirit, it looks weird and funky. And children are like, I don't want to be near weird and funky. Come on, you know this. When someone's acting out and you got a little kid, they're, and they're, you know, they're like, uh-oh, sister's getting a little wild. You know, the, the child's holding on to your leg a little bit tighter. They're, they're pushed away. But Jesus, who was the most spirit-filled person, children ran to him, loved him, wanted to be near him. So if we are spirit-filled people, we don't push people away. We draw people close to us by the working of the Holy Spirit within us. The Holy Spirit doesn't have to be weird or, 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 or cause you to, be, to, to, to look uh, 
in a way that people are going to be like, I don't know what's going on here. The Holy Spirit wants to empower you, to fill you, to serve others, to love others, and to draw others to Jesus. These are the things that God is working. The gifts that we receive from the Holy Spirit are not for bragging rights or to say that we are better Christians than someone else, but to serve others and to serve God. Not just with spiritual gifts, but with all gifts and talents that God has given us. I spoke last night about our or last week about our work and uh, to take rest from work. But when we're not resting, we're working hard, we're diligent, we're putting in our time to honor God with our time. And work is good for us. I mentioned this verse last week, Colossians three twenty three. Whatever you do, work hard, like you are working for the Lord and not for men. I love how the New Living Translation uh, says Romans chapter twelve verse eleven. Never be lazy. But work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. How many of you are enthusiastic today to serve the Lord? Are you a chipper? <laughs> Is that? I feel chipper about serving God today. I feel real chipper about it. There's some, there should be some enthusiasm about honoring God and serving God. So that means when you're going into work, you're not working for man. You're working for God. So you go in enthusiastic. And I tell you, when you enter a workplace like that, People are going to be like, what is going on with you? You're happy to be here? There's something different. I don't know if I want that different, but I'm excited, you know. They want it. They're attracted to the things that God is, is putting in us. The joy, the enthusiasm of serving God. Not being lazy, but working hard. So Paul isn't just talking about serving God and others with our spiritual gifts alone. He's talking about what God has given all of us. Some of you might be like, well, I have not given, I've not received any type of spiritual gift that you're talking about, so I guess I'm off the hook. I can continue to live selfishly. No. All gifts are given by God to serve others. Physical talents, abilities, giftings, and spiritual ones. Whatever you do, do it to serve God and to serve others. This is how we can honor God with our talent and with our gifts. And sometimes, like I said, in the church... We, we think that if we're going to serve God, we have to be a pastor, a teacher, or a worship leader. And everyone else is just a spectator. That is not at all true. Every one of you has been given a gift to enrich the body of Christ and to encourage your brother or sister who sits next to you. You have been given a gift to love others, to encourage others, and to strengthen the body of Christ. I know anytime, you know, we, uh, I was a youth pastor for five years. Anytime we went to a youth camp and this, the power of God was moving and, and, and kids started to feel the spirit of God, they're like, I'm called to be a youth pastor. I'm like, probably not. <laughs> I'm just being real. All the, I'm like, all 30 of you want to be youth pastors? No, you just feel God calling you. But it doesn't mean it has to be in the ministry. It means that you just live your life for him in whatever you do. In whatever you do. We need spirit-filled beekeepers. We need spirit-filled baristas. We need spirit-filled lawyers and doctors and farmers. We need spirit-filled photographers and bookkeepers that are willing. Moms. Did you say moms? They, we need a lot of spirit-filled moms. We need a lot. They need extra grace and spirit to raise those babies. It is a gift that God has given you. And we need you to serve well, spirit-filled businessmen and women who are leading 
in their communities and serving God and honoring Him and serving others. It doesn't have to always just be this here. And sometimes because of the nature of the way we do church and, and, and are the church on a Sunday, we think that that is the only gift. No, there are so many gifts that God has given us. And we can use them for His glory. We can use them and be the best mechanic, plumber, gardener, cook, photographer. Hmm? Wife and husband that God has given us. Leo Buscaglia said this once. He said, your talent is God's gift to you. What you do with it is your gift back to God. What you do with the gifts that you've been given is your gift back to God. And maybe you're thinking right now, that sounds nice, but I don't have any gifts or talents. I'm not really gifted in anything. My life would be defined as blah. If you're thinking about a color, my life would be gray. I don't have... You know, that sounds great. And, you know, I believe other people should honor God with their gifts and talents. But really, I'm just living. Or maybe you think you're sitting here this morning and you think, you know, I, I thought I was talented at something, but when I tried to work in it, uh, I struck out. I thought I was gifted, but everybody told me I was not. I tried to do something, and I thought I could really enjoy doing this, but the, try, the time I tried, I fell flat on my face. And you thought, you know, I tried to honor God with my gifts, but it just didn't work out for me. Hello. You know, I think that sometimes we fail and we stop because we failed. You failed and you thought you were going to succeed. And I believe that happens a lot. A lot of people try something for the first time, they don't hit a home run, and so they never play the ball the game again. Some people think that failure is the end of the road, but I'm here to tell you this morning that failure is not the end of the road, it's the beginning of your journey. Failure is the beginning of your journey, it's not the end. And if this is a, just a message about using your talent to serve people and others, that would be a good message, but there might be someone here this morning who you've tried to honor God with your gifts and it didn't work out so well. So I want to encourage you this morning that you do have a gift and you do have a talent that has been given to you by God to serve others and to serve Him. Your life does have meaning even when you've tried and it didn't work out in your favor. Don't give up the, the first time you fall flat because God still has a gift for you. I want us to watch a clip I had mentioned America's Got Talent, and I would be remorseful to say, to mention such a great show and then never show you a clip from it. So I want you to watch this clip about a young boy who's talented and see what happens. The kid had talent. Yeah. He had a gift, but he was singing the wrong song. Some of you you have been gifted and you've been talented, but you've been trying and singing the wrong song. You've been doing your own thing or trying in your own power, your own ability, and you struck out. And you, you could have just walked away and said, you know what, I don't got another song to sing. I, I can't try anymore. I, I've tried to do it and it didn't work, so I'm going to stop. But God would say, I have a different song for you, a song that I want to sing through you, a song that I want to birth something inside of you. And if you'll sing my song, if you'll do it my way, if you'll do it under my power 
and my authority. Watch what I can do through you. Don't give up because you tried and it didn't work the first time. You tried and you didn't succeed. God would say, I have gifted every one of you. I have, in, I have given you a gift so that you can serve others and serve me. So that you, your life has meaning and your life has purpose. They could have just said, you know what, thank you. That's it. One shot, you're done. Please leave the stage. The judges had the ability to do that, but they didn't. They gave the boy another chance. God is the ultimate judge. And he's the God of second and third and fourth and fifth and sixth and seventh and eighth chances. He's the God who will continue to give you a chance as long as you have breath in your lungs to do something because your life does have meaning. You carry his image inside of you and he wants you to know him and to live fully alive in him. If you're a follower of Jesus, you've been gifted something from him to bless others but maybe you haven't seen it work in your life yet because you're singing a wrong song. God would say, try it my way. Try it my way. And I believe that all happens, it starts through prayer. Prayer is always the beginning point. Prayer is the starting point to work and allowing God to work in you and through you. Alexander White, who's a Scottish theologian from the late 1890s, said this, the greatest and best talent that God gives any man or woman in the world is the talent of prayer. Everyone has been gifted with the ability to pray. You may not be good at it, but just like any talent, it takes practice to get better. But you have the ability, even now, if, you, if you're far from God or very close to Him, you have the ability to call out to Him because of what Jesus has done for us. Jesus opened up the doorway so that we could have access to the Father, praying to Him, seeking His face, and allowing Him and inviting Him to transform our lives. It is the talent that everybody has, the ability to pray, the ability to commune with God and speak to Him. We have the ability because of Jesus. He came to this earth, lived a perfect life, lived and died a sinless death, and was raised to life again, giving us this ability to have new life in Him and be filled with His Spirit and with His light. And we're called to follow after him, laying down our lives, giving of ourself, giving of our talents and our gifts to serve others and to serve God. Yes, it matters what you do with your gifts, with your talents and with your abilities, how you use them. It does matter. It isn't enough just to say, well, thank God that I can do these things and continue to use them for your own benefit. It matters what you do with them, what actions you take to serve others and to serve God with them. So this morning, I want to take the rest of our time in prayer. I want to close our service in prayer because this is a talent that God has given all of us. So if the worship team would come and join me here. I want to pray first for those who want to give their lives to Jesus and know what it means to serve God and to have your purpose, to know your purpose there's a saying that says the two greatest moments of your life are when you're, been, when you're born and then when you find out why you were born. And in Jesus is when you find out why you were born. You find your purpose in Jesus today. And if you don't know Christ, if you don't know Jesus, you'll have a hard time finding your purpose, why you were put on this earth. You won't know what kind of gifts he's given unless you receive him 
and receive the one who gives the gifts to us. And that day can be today for you if you don't know Jesus. So I want to pray for every one of us who wants to have a relationship with Jesus and not submitted our lives to Jesus. With every head bowed, every eye closed, I believe that God is speaking to us today. He has gifted us with talents and abilities. But if we don't know Him, then we're not properly using those talents and abilities because they were given to serve others and to serve God. Thanks for listening to this message. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to rate it and share it with your friends. That would help us out a lot. If you're interested in supporting the mission of Central Valley Church, go to cvcmadera.churchcenter.com for more information. We love you. God bless.